Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yakking Show Harmony Channel. This is where we bring you interesting guests to help you on your path to wholeness. And today is going to be really interesting, but it's not my job to introduce guests. First, let's welcome Kathleen as our co-host. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you so much. And thank you also very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate having you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. We have the great pleasure of welcoming Dr. Benjamin Klepner from Israel with us today. Hello, Dr. Klepner. How are you today? Hello, Kathleen. Th- thank you for having me. Doing now, well. That's good. Yes. Yeah, so Dr. Klepner uh, developed the HARP method. That is a unique sound-based therapy that uses gongs, bells, chimes to create harmonics, overtones, and frequencies that activates the vagus nerve, as well as the parasympathetic nervous system. This sounds fabulous. And I I mean, I can't wait to dig right into this. Uh, So, Benjamin, perhaps you can start right off. What does HARP, number one, stand for? And can you explain what the HARP method is? Sure. Um, so HARP stands for Harmonic Affect Regulation Protocol. So in other words, it's a protocol in which we use to regulate harmonic our affect, our emotions, through harmonics, through harmony. Now, uh, what what it is just in a uh, very simplistic nutshell, and then I'll I'll tell you a story about something that happened yesterday when I used it in action. So we start with 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 bells, Zen bells, and the bells center a person, create a state of mindfulness, invite the client into into the space, into the healing space. Then, and that's for about five to ten minutes. Then, once they are fully present in the healing space, we transition into the gong. The gong is a powerful instrument. It's a demanding instrument. It's a it's it's a how the word the word brutal is coming to mind. It's a brutal mm-hmm. instrument. Uh in that it's so therapeutically demanding. It 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 isn't a instrument for um uh it's not a flute you know it's it doesn't it doesn't it's not gentle it's it's demanding and it takes a person to places that they might not want to go mm-hmm. um and then as such i always make sure to finish with koshi chimes because koshi chimes are a very gentle peaceful instrument that takes a person out of the 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 possibly bad trip that they were on with the gongs but a, a bad trip it's 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 called a bad trip we say a bad trip right a bad trip isn't necessarily a bad thing mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. fact the word bad trip shouldn't even you know it's not really you know it's really a misnomer we mm-hmm. could say a painful trip right you know but maybe okay. a painful trip is a good trip so why, why are we saying bad trip yeah. but that's um that's uh so then i always make sure to finish off with a koshi chime to bring the person back down gently this this actually reminds me of a little bit of when i was in peru 
um, we did uh, an ayahuasca retreat. Had, have you ever heard of ayahuasca? Sure, sure, yes. sure. I, I've yeah. never done it, but I, I've, I've it just when you say of a bad trip, it's it wasn't as you said. It's not a bad trip. It's it's the ayahuasca and the chanting of the shamans takes you to a place where maybe your mind never wanted to go, but needed to go in order to needed to go feeling to right. begin. Uh, and right. perhaps that is what you're trying to describe. I don't know. Exactly. But... So uh, if I if I could tell you a story about what happened sure. yesterday. Absolutely. Okay, great. So I was doing yesterday, I was doing a, a healing uh, gong bath, a, a harp session um, in, in a local prison. Mm-hmm. And uh, the prisoners were, uh, it, it was a new group. I, I do a lot of work in prisons, but this, this group, it was a new group. I never met anybody there before. They never met me. Uh, we didn't really know what to expect from each other. And they were uh, a, a tough crowd. They, they were tr- a tough, a tough crowd. And uh, it's sort of macho. Mm-hmm. You know, the word, I think macho is better than the word tough in this case. They're a macho, very macho. And so I take out the Zen bells and I start playing a very soothing sound. So at first they're sort of, sort of, fidgeting around because it's it's not macho to listen to to such sounds <laughs> so so they're 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 sort of fidgeting but but i'm i'm getting into it you know i'm sort of closing my eyes and listening and, and so they're taking a cue from me so they're they're listening and they start closing their eyes and drifted off i played for about 10 minutes and then started hitting the gong. And I saw when I started hitting the gong that a lot of them, their their body language, they they like twitched. They like, you know, they were uh yeah. very unsettled. They got very unsettled. One guy uh opened his eyes and looked at the door. Like, you know, should should he should he leave? Was was this for him? And it was very uncomfortable. Uh, a lot of the the guys there were it just it seemed it was hard for me to play because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know if they were bored. Were they bored of the sounds? Were they just plain bored? Uh, uh, was it was it uninteresting? Was uh, what what exactly was happening? And clearly something was happening, but I couldn't. I, I didn't know them. I never spoke to them. I didn't know their history. So as a group, as individuals, so it was very hard for me to play because clearly there was a discomfort and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the discomfort was or where it was coming from. Uh, And maybe it's, it's probably my own lack of self-esteem, but like I just assumed, Oh, they're probably bored. You know, they they want me to stop them. and then uh, when I just, I felt like I couldn't play for them anymore, the gong, I stopped. It was about 40 minutes into it. And then I played, uh, and then I played uh, the Koshi chimes for about 10 minutes. Then we went in a, went around in a circle and, uh, and a lot of them, they opened their eyes at that point and they were, they were clearly very, very meditative. 
Um, now, as I was mm-hmm. playing, as I was playing this particular gong, you know, there's, there's usually a group a group experience, which I'm, I'm also a part of. So as I was playing, um, and it's also very, it's, it's like Jungian, where you have, you know, the, the collective unconscious, where everyone mm-hmm. sort of is having the same experience at the same time, but each one viewing it in their own, through their own eyes. Mm-hmm. So I had this sort of vision of, uh, because I, when, whenever I play the gong for more than 40 minutes, I also start having these, these, these visions, I don't say quite call them visions, but, but interesting, uh, mental, not a call it mental thoughts, mental, mm-hmm. mental, mental imagery, mental mm-hmm. imagery. Um, and it was, uh, I was on the boat, you know, the, the, the movie Apocalypse Now, mm-hmm. right? Where, uh, Charlie Cheen is, is on the boat, right? Going up the river. And then I was on the boat going, going up the river with, you know, and, and uh, evidently that was an image that a lot of the guys had. Really? Wow. Uh, each in their, in their own way, but of going up this river of, you know, for some it was a road, mm. for some it was a river, for some, it, but it was, yeah, going, you know, from like the, the mouth to the source mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. getting more uh, threatening the closer they got to the source, the more threatening. Yeah. And, um, uh, and so, so then I stopped and we, we went around, uh, we went around the circle and, uh, you know, what, what's nice about it is as a, uh, when I'm doing traditional group therapy, it's not my place to share my experience, right. thoughts, emotions. It's, it's, you know, or boundaries but when i'm doing harp it, it, it's it's really much more shamanic in that is mm-hmm. the leader i need to go first right and not only do right. i need to share but i need to share first and i need to right. share the, the the more personally i share the more personally everyone else is able to share uh, you know, and honestly, I think that's the direction that psychotherapy in general needs right. to go in. Right. Uh, so, so, so as, hey, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, so how did, how is this method supposed to help people or how does it help people and how did it help these, yeah. these, uh, these yeah. inmates? Yeah. So, you know, the sound, the sounds are, um, uh, uh, archetypal. They're archetypal sounds. It's interesting. Carl Jung he wrote a paper uh, uh, on piano, and he, he writes that he was he was very artistic, but not so musical. So he writes that had he been more musical, musical archetypes might have played, you know, m- might have played more into mm-hmm. Jungian uh, uh, psychoanalysis. But not having been musical, being more artistic. Uh, imagery played more of a role right. in Jungian thought, and um, uh, so these archetypal sounds enter people, and actually enters the vibrations enter through the ear, vibrating the tympanic membrane, which uh, which um, uh, vibrates the 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 vagus nerve, and the vagus nerve travels through every 
major organ of the body. And you know, even even besides the vagus nerve, the, the sound itself penetrates uh, every cell. So mm-hmm. the sound, uh, and then of course the sound is archetypal, and the sound takes people to places that they need to go. Mm-hmm. And for these uh, men, uh, it took them to to, to frightening places, mm-hmm. uh, places inside themselves that they needed to confront. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the healing takes mm-hmm. place. The healing takes place. Well, the healing is is both psychological as well as mechanical mechanical right uh, harp is mechanical in that it's vibrating the cells as well as the the vagus nerve in much the same way that acupuncture mm-hmm. uh, taps in to the meridians through needles the sound goes to where it needs to go uh through through vibration uh, right. and, wow. and, and that way it's really uh, a, a type of nada yoga okay Nada yoga is vibrational yoga, and harp is really a type of vibrational yoga. So I asked this before you before we started recording, but would you happen to have some your your chimes nearby that we can hear it? You know, you know, I I, I had to go downstairs to the oh. office okay. because because my um, my kids were uh, it was it was bedtime for my kids, and there was a lot of commotion and. And I used to have instruments down here, but I brought them all upstairs. Don't so, worry, don't worry. Yeah. But I've got um, a question. Yeah. I have a question for you on the mechanical side. Is, is the frequency of the sounds you use critical? Because I believe there's a, a fundamental frequency. Is it 450 megahertz that supposedly is, is that what our bodies are in tune with? I've read that. I don't know if it's true or not. So that's my question. Is the specific, are the specific frequencies important or not necessarily? Yeah. Well, and that's the beauty of the gong is absolutely yes. But playing those exact frequencies is very difficult to do. Sure. And even if you have an instrument, say a tuning fork, which is tuned to that specific frequency. After a number of of times, you 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 tap on that tuning fork. Well, it's going to be off a little bit. It's not going to be yep. exact. And and unless a person's able to 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 tune that tuning fork himself, it's it's not going to be to that frequency anymore. Right. The beauty about the gong, especially a large gong. What I was playing for them yesterday was a 34-inch uh, German silver gong. Wow. And uh, just a beautiful instrument. And uh, what what I like about that gong is that the, the mallets, you play it with different mallets and you get different, slightly different sounds and overtones and the harmonics change. And the gong itself plays uh, tens of thousands of different frequencies. Okay. So okay. you're without knowing what frequency you're playing, you're gonna you're gonna hit them all. Hit them all, right? Okay. All. I'm with you. So, Kathleen, if I can, I've got a, another question for you. Mm-hmm. I can only speak from a history of Christian worship. I so I I don't know anything about uh, Judaism as far as your services go, but in Christianity, in the diocesan mainstream churches, the preferred music is organ music, which has a particular timbre to it, even though it covers a range of frequencies and notes. And would you say that that 
probably enhances the meditative, contemplative, and perhaps spiritual experience. That type of music. Yeah, uh, you know the 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 timbre of 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 the of the organ is is so haunting you know, that there's a there's a yes. haunting uh, ghostly beauty to that specific timber and uh well it's very interesting that you mentioned that because gongs originate in 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 well it will say the east china malaysia yeah. india uh, they, they also come uh, from from turkey i don't know if 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 the if the if uh if um if the mongol if the mongolian empire brought gongs to turkey I don't know, but but at any rate, uh, it, the gong itself, especially the gong, the more like uh, uh, Malaysian gong or the Vietnamese gong, mm-hmm. it has like a nipple. It has like a it's called the boss or a nipple. Uh, it's like a flat, and then it has like sort of a round. Mm-hmm. It's a very it's very archetypal looking Vietnamese gong that has a certain timbre also that was used in in largely in meditation. Uh, so very similar, very different timber mm-hmm. and the organ, but also similar. Similar, also, right. uh, also they're both uh, metal, very metal. similar metals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Interesting. So uh, why the vagus nerve? What, what's so important about the vagus nerve? And, and why do we get so much benefit if we can stimulate that? Mm. So the, the vagus nerve balances uh it, it it balances the I would I would look at it like this. You have a seesaw, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have the 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 sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. Yeah. Fight, flight, or freeze. And you have the parasympathetic right. nervous system, which is rest and relax, or you know, rest, relax, and digest. Okay. Right? Okay. And okay. And they're constantly one goes up, one goes down, one goes up. Now the ideal, the ideal is balance, is a balance. The vagus nerve would be the what do you call it? The hinge? No, the the uh, in the middle of okay. the seesaw, right? The pivot, yeah. The pivot, the pivot. Yeah. Uh, so the vagus nerve would be the pivot in the middle of the seesaw, where everything is balanced on. So okay, okay. The, the greater the the stronger the vagus nerve, as as opposed to a seesaw, wherein the pivot is always neutral. The vagus nerve is not neutral; it's a pivot in okay. the center. But the stronger the vagus nerve is, the more it's going to help each side. It's going to give us uh, right. side. So right. when the, right. you know, not always do we want, if we're being chased by, you know, uh, by hyenas, we don't want the parasympathetic nervous system to be the dominant uh, 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 player. We want the, the yeah, sympathetic right. nervous and And, and if we are at the beach listening to waves, we want the parasympathetic nervous system to be the dominant player, not to be uptight and restless Mm -hmm. uh, and focused on our phone, right? We don't want the sympathetic nervous system to be dominant. We want the parasympathetic nervous system to be dominant. So comes along the vagus nerve and really helps us 
situationally to balance the uh, parasympathetic with the sympathetic nervous system is based on based on what we need. Most of the time, right. more times than not, we are not being chased by by hyenas. Right. So, so there's that's no right. Way. That's right. We are running uh, short on time, so we do have. Yeah, we got to watch our time. We do have a number of questions we'd like to to get through to. Um, you know, what kinds of conditions have you seen this help? Oh man, I've so much. Uh, I, I've seen it help. Just, just, uh, just. I've seen it help with fibromyalgia. Mm. I've seen it help mm-hmm. with headaches. I've seen it help with back pain. I've seen it help with a kid. Uh, a uh, how, how old was he? He was. Um, he is. Uh, uh, I want to say he's six, and at the time he was four, a four-year-old uh, who was having seizures. Oh wow! Mm. And while it wasn't a it wasn't a permanent fix, it uh, according to his parents, it helped for about uh, for about four or five days to keep the seizures away. Wow! And, wow! Yeah. It, uh, another it helped with uh i played for a very dear friend who was uh nearing the end of his life uh and there's nothing the doctors could do uh and and but it 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 helped him to be more restful it also mm-hmm. according to his wife who was his his, care, his primary caretaker she said it it relieved some of his his um What's the word? Some of his um, uh, um, uh, word is intention. Uh, uh, anxiety. Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not really. It wasn't really anxiety either. But yeah, some of the the aggression, maybe some of that that aggression. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. it helped to relieve. Uh, and also, uh, parenthetically. Uh, it, it was at a point where he and his wife couldn't really do much together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing they enjoyed was I would I would do harp sessions for them, and they enjoyed sitting on the couch next to each other, listening mm-hmm. to the sounds, and that was really the last meaningful activity that they were able to do together. Right. Wow. And, and yeah, yeah. that Absolutely. was beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. you actually have a certification program that you will teach holistic practitioners on the heart method so that they in turn can can uh do this with their own uh clients. How does that the certification correct. program work? Yeah. So it, it's about a six hour training. Okay. And it's it's always one on one. So we will we'll, we'll do it maybe in you know over the course of an entire day, which which I've done. It's very uh it's a very taxing day for both myself and for and for the the person being trained. Mm-hmm. Uh so we'll break it up maybe into uh, a four hour session and a two hour session or two, three hour sessions. Uh and we go over uh the science of harp. And, um, you know, I always like to start with questions. Most people like to finish with questions. So, so first I have them read, uh, the manual that I, I, I put together mm-hmm. and come up with questions. So we start with their questions, mm-hmm. then we go through the manual and then, uh, and then we, we role play. We do a lot of role playing towards the end. Okay. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Peter? Good. That sounds sounds interesting. Here's one. It's just uh, something that fascinates me. And, and, you know, from my perspective, and I'm I'm over 70 years old, and, and I've lived a different life to most North Americans, as I was telling you earlier. But to my mind, it seems that stress, depression, and many of the issues that you help people with have become much more prevalent in the last 50 years, certainly since my childhood. I think Kathleen somewhat disagrees with me, but that, that's my opinion. What's your opinion on that? And, and, and what are the reasons for that, do you believe? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, in, having grown up in the United States and having not uh, been back to the States uh, for uh, going on 17 years, uh, you know, I see, you know, I, I, I don't have, you know, I, I see just the hearing reports from my cousins and uh, from family members who've stayed in the U.S. and Canada uh, there's especially the U.S. There's so much. Uh, there's just they're, they're they're afraid to have their kids walking down the street. Mm-hmm. You know my my kids. You know maybe maybe they call my kids wild. You know and maybe my kids are a bit wild. You know, but they're also wild in the same way that people were were probably wild, uh, Peter, when when you were growing up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, that that there was a healthy wildness, you know, a curiosity, a, a need to explore. Maybe you broke your arm, maybe you broke your leg, but you know what? You know, maybe as a boy, you broke your arm a few times, but, you know, your arm's not broken anymore. You can use That's it, right. you know? Right. So, so it's, it, it's, but, you know, it just seems to me like parents in the U.S. are so frightened of their kid breaking their, their arm, you know, or something happening that their, their kids aren't growing up you need to you need to get banged up to grow up yeah you yeah. know i agree i agree i agree that, yeah. back what? to you kathleen no what? no you sure so how many sessions should someone have before they start to see the real benefits of the heart method you know kathleen that's a really interesting question uh, i'll tell you why it's interesting because i would say if you're asking me just you know i want to say 16 you know, maybe, maybe 32. Okay. I was talking to a very dear friend who uh, I met him. He was a, a, a professor of mine in social work school and, uh, and we were discussing it and I realized, you know, nowadays that's that's way too much. And so I said, you know, I think, you know, eight to 10 sessions. And he said, no, no. You know, and again, he lives in the U S and he said, no, no, that's, that's way too much. It's a different generation, six sessions. Six sessions is what they can take. Ah, interesting. So, yeah, you know, he said, he said, after eight sessions, people are just going to walk away, you know? Um, so, so I offer six sessions, but yeah, I, I really, you know, if somebody could, could do 10 sessions, great. 10 sessions, they're going to get a lot. They're going to get a lot less from six, but you know, mm-hmm. if, if, if these are the times we're living in, you know, where there's so much distraction and attention spans are short, okay, we have to settle for what we have to settle for, and that's going to be successful. Sure. Right. But you you can do that remotely over the internet, like Zoom, or, or <clears throat> not just in person. Yeah. So, well, what, what the the way it works is um, the the client listens on their headphones. Mm-hmm. So that they're getting the vibe, they might not be getting the full body vibration that they'd be getting from the gong in person, 
but they're getting their their tympanic membrane is vibrating fully. Right. Right. And in fact, some in some ways, you could say it's even more advantageous using headphones because, like we were talking about earlier, the frequencies, mm-hmm. uh, the sound engineer that I used for the professional recordings I've done, uh, was able to really. Uh, no, I don't know what he did exactly, but you know, he was able to like take the film off of the, you know, you have film on a on soup, right? He was able to like yep. take off the, the, you know, evidently when when sound is recorded, there is this this film, you know, uh, you know, I'm not a sound engineer. I, don't uh, know, I know which I know exactly what you're saying, and that's why people. That's why people are going back to vinyl records instead of dig- digital music because right. the sound the sound is deeper or the the film is not there. <laughs> right. Yeah. He was able to get it off. He was able to get it off. Oh, good. And uh, and so that's the first part of the heart method is just listening to what I've rec- what I've professionally recorded. Then the second part of the heart method is like what I did for those prisoners when we went right. around the circle sure. discussing their experience because you know it's like you want to make ice cubes so you pour the ice tray the the ice cube tray up with water but then you leave it on your counter it's not right. going to it's not going to freeze. So you right. got to right. you got to fill it up with water that's that's this you know, that's the listening and right. then putting it into the freezer. So it freezes into cubes is the freezes up. is the processing that they do with their harp. It's the process. Their harp certified, uh, their harp certified uh, uh, facilitator. So how do people contact you? Well, people can contact me either uh, on my website, uh, through my website, which is uh, theharpmethod.com. Or through uh, director at uh, theheartmethod.com. Director at, okay. That's great. And for our audio listeners, those uh, details, contact details will be in the description on whatever platform you are listening to this on. Thank you very much for that. Back to you, Kathleen. Thank you. I, I know our time is, it just uh, went away Blown. so quickly. Yes, I'm so sorry, but um, we loved having you on the show today, Dr. Binyamin Kleppner. Thank you for joining us. And thank you all again for tuning into our show. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form and we would love to hear from you. So until next time, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.